What's up? It's your pal Wenchikis Thoughtigus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. As you all know by now, I've been rewatching Avatar, and it's been going pretty well, by which I mean I'm not constantly flashing back to horrible porn and other shitty fanfiction that I've read of it. Season 3 is my favorite season. Best fighting, best writing, most climactic, Zuko completing his redemption arc. Best of all, it has the most dilfs. My predictions, less porn because of No Lost Script, which as you'll remember, that's the fanfiction where someone tried to put sexual content into every episode of this show, but they only made it like partway through season 2. But more Ozai means more porn and look I read porn of Ozai because I want to fuck him sure but I also read it for you guys because I'm on a search for the worst and he's the worst so naturally the most fucked up stuff is about him there's gonna be a lot of dilf thirst in this episode I'm a Ozai for Ozai and you all know it when we get to the finale it's gonna be very explicit so just be ready for that or die I guess the worst thing about season 3 however is that there's hardly any Iroh which is a fucking tragedy in my eyes and there should have been a scene where Hakoda takes his shirt off but that's just my opinion. Today's fucked up O-meter rating is an 8 out of 10 for porn flashbacks involving incest and underage characters and some violent disturbing things like hairpins going up urethras. And it's rated for my gross sexual fantasies about Ozai and maybe a little bit about Hakoda because man they both dilfs. I'm gonna be real here. <laughs> I'm gonna say shit into this microphone that can totally be unsaid because I could just edit them out But I'm gonna leave them in here because the concept of shame is slowly failing me So let's get started. Let's go episode one the awakening Aang with hair had me shook the first time I watched this show like whoa He's not supposed to have that and I have to ask though. They're at the first half of this season How the fuck did they hide Appa like that just doesn't make sense to me like when they had him in a cloud Like that's a fucking weird cloud. It's moving really fast Someone would notice that and be like hmm. Why is that cloud descending into the valley and hiding in a cave now? I don't know what was up with that and Gitaro is being such a dick to Hakoda like sure you missed missed him. You missed your dad. But is that really the way to show it? She's 14 though. She doesn't know how to express her emotions yet. You are forgiven, Katara. Oh my god. And then Zuko just hitting us with the dark and brooding right away. It's too much even for May. And she like subsists off dark and brooding. The fucking ear ladies, by which I mean the twins, Lee and Lo. They'll always be the ear ladies in my heart. Just the fact that their characters is like I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them, but they exist. They sure exist. I love that the Earth King just pieced the fuck out, and that's how they resolve the problem of what to do with him, and we just never see him again. Like, live your best life, my dude. Like, he's just gonna get his ass in trouble because he's never been outside the palace, but fuck yeah, just travel the world with your pet bear. That would be pretty awesome. I love how Sokka's like, the whole world thinks you're dead. Isn't that great? Man, that would be. That would be great if everyone thought I was dead. What a life I could live. Aang needs his honor back, though. <laughs> Dumb bitch disease is contagious, and he caught it from Zuko. And man, Zuko's really got such a bad case of sad bitch disease to go with his dumb bitch disease. This boy's just sitting there, feeding the turtle ducks alone, probably angsting over his mom, and if father will restore his honor. I have no idea why Sokka was so nervous to see his dad just a few episodes ago, when he could be in Zuko's shoes instead. My thirsty hoe ass, though, has been waiting for this moment. Well, I mean, it's a moment I've been waiting for. The real moment I'm waiting for is when Ozai dramatically rips off his clothes and sets them on fire right before the final battle. That's when the real thirsting begins. He ain't seen nothing yet. And they fucking finally showed us his face. Took them long enough. He looks 
weirdly young like that's not the face of a man in his 40s and then he's like finally proud of Zuko wow his love is so conditional if you can call it love this fucking douchebag man meanwhile Hakoda is like such a sweetheart it's ridiculous and he like thirsts more over him and less over evil dad he stayed awake just missing his kids so much he's He's such a good, wholesome boy. I wish he could have been in the show a little more. We needed some uh, wholesome dad to balance out evil dad. Okay, but like the scene of Zula and Zuko in a bedroom towards the end of this, and she's manipulating him, that's enough to give me porn flashbacks to like a million generic incest fics. Like this scene just set me on edge because I run a fucking series about this family fucking each other because there's so much content for it. It's fucking ridiculous. And then Aang gets a pep talk from some dead people, Roko and Yue, while he's drifting in the ocean. That's pretty cool, or like schizophrenic. I don't know, either one. Violent Porn Flashbacks 1, Episode 2, The Headband. That last one was a heavy episode, huh? Both heavy in dilfs and heavy in content, but I guess it's time for Footloose now. Convenient clothes lines are convenient. Katarian Fire Nation clothes counts as a porn flashback on principle. I'm gonna just say that right now. Aang not being able to eat meat and, and saying, I'll just get some lettuce out of the garbage. That's the one she's experience like for real though I don't think I've ever said this on a show but I'm a vegetarian and it's always amazing when people assume that I can subsist off lettuce like no bitch bread give me bread and pasta and chocolate and cereal fuck lettuce who the fuck wants lettuce the fucking hotman stuff though that killed me why does he think that's the way to greet people like he's been to the fire nation like 100 years ago yeah but why would he think that that's how they all greet each other <laughs> I love that they call the Fire Nation the homeland in the school. Like, long live our Soviet motherland, built by the people's mighty hand. Long live our people, united and free. Man, this shit just takes the worst part of fucking America and the Soviet Union and just slams it into one country. At least that's how it feels to me. They fucking racist. They're like, oh, colony trash. They got middle school fuckboys over there in the Fire Nation too, huh? That, that fuckboy is a top student and a teacher's pet, though. Really? This is the sort of shit that would happen in the high school I went to even the fuck boys are overachievers and everyone had anxiety and depression because we were all expected to like go to harvard or some shit glad i'm out of there i love how they made a portrait of their glorious leader though like out of noodles they're just handing out pics of the supreme leader mm -mm. i want a fake of ang visiting ozai in prison to give him the noodle lord fan art that would be great I'm not gonna write that. Would I write that? I might write that now. And they do a Pledge of Allegiance. I love that we have those in America, and they're using it in the show as code for evil dictatorship. That's pretty amazing. Fuck America, though. <laughs> At least instead of paying homage to a piece of fabric, they're talking to the glorious Supreme Leader, aka a hot daddy. And they out here rewriting history, too, with that question about the non-existent air nomad military. The US did a lot of fucked up shit we never learned about in school. Like, mmm... Getting America vibes from this shit right here. Also, didn't the calendar in the Avatar universe restart after the Aaron Nomad genocide? So that would be a really easy question. What year did the Fire Nation attack the Aaron Nomads? Year zero, bitch. And they have a fucking picture of Ozai in every room of the school. That is pretty fucked. And there's a statue of him in the yard. Like, what do they do when they get a new supreme leader? Like, oh, moving this bitch out. Let's get a new one. Or maybe they just like, okay, new statue here. Soon the yard will be full of statues of Supreme Leader. Also, why the fuck would they teach music but not let people dance? Like, if both express the love for the homeland, like patriotism, cracking open a cold one with the boys, football, America, the Fire Nation, Ozai's dick. Fire Nation is America. School is the same. That middle school fuckboy, though, he has no idea who he's fucking with. Best fight scene in Avatar right here. Oh my god, the Wangfire makes his first appearance. Yes. And his wife, Sapphire. Sapphire Fire. Oh, 
pregnant guitar triggers me though. I'm just gonna leave that there. Uh, and they do the dance. I'm, f I'm waiting for one of them to start breakdancing like Zuko did in season one, episode four. Like, Zuko still has the best moves. I stand by it. Katara just casually backflipping. Like, what the hell? I didn't even know she could do that. And why the hell does the school have any business over what these kids do in their spare time? Because they live in an evil dictatorship. That's why. And because fuck you. That's why. Aang made so many friends in two days and then he just left them all. Like, how the fuck do you make friends with the whole school in two days? I spent two years in college and I'm still a lonely ass bitch. Meanwhile in the other plot then, Iroh's just fucking over Zuko's dumbassery. Shame him! Shame him good! Zuko be like, I have everything I've ever wanted, but it's not at all how I thought it would be. What did you expect? Please tell me what you expected. I'm just imagining uh, there's a scene from Metalocalypse where Nathan explosion is like, I don't have daddy issues. I fucking love my dad. And it cuts to like a montage of them fishing and go-karting. I'm just picturing that now with like Ozai and Zuko. That would be nice. Wholesome Ozai Zuko fix. Like heal my heart a little bit. Not once where they turn into incest halfway through. Fuck you. Because I've seen those before. There was one I covered, I think in episode 36. And it was just like, whoa, this could be really wholesome. Like, Ozai is actually trying to be a half-decent father for once. But no, it ends with them fucking because fuck you. But I love that Zuko is like, fine, uncle, I'll solve this myself. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? We all know you're incapable of making good decisions. Emo romance, though. Like, I don't hate you. I don't hate you, too. Man, they're perfect for each other. How can you hate that ship? Zuko, like, straight up hired an assassin, though. <laughs> he just, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm sorry. That's a lot. So a lot of porn flashbacks too. Episode three, the painted lady, AKA the gang stops in Pacific log town. Aang is like a wet dog with how he cleans himself off from being in that nasty ass river. Shit is gross. And then Katara's like getting like that again. My God. I don't like when she gets like that. And she's like, time for vigilante justice and to screw over our current mission that we're doing that's more important than this. Doc, shoe, whatever the fuck. The guy with all the different identities, he should look into getting a psychiatrist. Dude's either fucking with them or he's insane. But it's not like he can afford to see a doctor because like the Fire Nation is America and they probably have shit healthcare. And he's also poor as fuck. Like you've seen that town. They don't have money there. Painted Lady is an aesthetic though, like, not to make more Pokemon references, but she has hex maniac vibes, and she'd just be Jesusing across the water. Where did Katara get that costume? She's really fucking up their schedule just to help one little ass town though. Why is she like that? All of her vigilante justice side quests are kind of questionable. Like, the Fire Nation's gonna retaliate, and, and you're not gonna be there to fend them off for these people, so in essence, you fucked them over extra hard by trying to help. When Aang tries to track down the Painted Lady though, he's just like, you're very pretty for a spirit. I don't get to meet a lot of spirits, but the ones I do meet, not very attractive. What about UA? She'd be like, fuck you too, Aang. Oh, God. And then he was really hidden on a spirit. Wow. Man. In the factory, though, how the fuck does water cut through metal like that? It's a question I have to keep asking. Much like I have to keep asking porn authors if a pussy can quiver. I would want to be on the Pain Lady sound effects team, though that seems cool. I was really iffy on what the moral message of this episode was supposed to be, and then Katara said, you can't wait around for someone to help you, you have to help yourself, and I felt a little better. Tough shouting suggestions from the crowd, though, like, maybe we should clean the river. And then the real painted lady shows up at the end, like, bitch, where was you this whole time? Why the fuck you ain't helping these people? This is like why I have trouble with religion. I'm not gonna get into the whole thing, but man, the problem of evil, you know? Violent porn flashbacks. Zero. Episode 4, Sokka's Master. 
they're like, oh, the fire from a meteor is going to destroy that town. Oh, everything is your business, huh? Just because you're supposed to save the world doesn't mean you have to save every town in trouble. Like, they're the Fire Nation, though. I'm sure those people can handle a good old meteor fire. Like, they can... They can control fire. They can literally control fire. You don't have to worry about them. I'm Sokka, though. I'm the most useless. Imagine someone asking me, like, so what do you contribute to society? And I'll just be like, make fun of shitty erotica online. What else do you want me to say? That's, like, what I do. You're welcome, I guess. Sokka manages to talk about his problems without putting down his other friends. He's just like, each of you is so amazing and special, and I'm not. He's just sad, not angry. What a nice lad. He's like, yeah doesn't have to bring down his other friends man in that weapon shop Aang went extra as fuck like fire family levels of extra Sokka's a lesbian though confirmed he loves swords and girls Piendo he merits a porn flashback though not really because I've seen porn of him but it's more of an association I have he's so much younger than everyone else in the white lotus so I don't know what's up with that the shit Piendo says to Sokka kills me though you mess things up in a very special way and when we trained it wasn't your skill that impressed me no it Certainly wasn't your skill. Like, you can't tell me that Sokka isn't the Ron Weasley of Team Avatar. I'm sorry, that's just how it be. The space sword, though, the space sword is cool. I want a space sword. That'd be real cool. That would be badass. It makes me sad that he loses his space sword because he thought it was a boomerang and he just threw it. <laughs> Dumb bitch. <laughs> Twice as big. That's the porn flashback. This is my fight alone. Sokka has dumpage disease. You've been training for like a day. This is a master. It's a terrible fucking idea to fight him. You're lucky he didn't actually turn out to be a racist. <laughs> I love during the fight. Piando tells him good use of terrain. Fighting from the high ground. I was just like, I just immediately screamed. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. The fuck, though? If someone attacked me like that and it was just like, lol, just kidding. I'd be pissed. I wouldn't just immediately forgive them. Uh, I like how Sokka gives Toph some space earth, quote unquote. She just bended it into the Nickelodeon sploosh. Didn't she? Meanwhile, in the other plot, though, the worst thing about season three, and I've said this already, is that there isn't much Iroh, and when he is there, he doesn't really talk, but the fight scenes and Ozai's sweet, sweet abs make up for it. What else is there to do in prison but work out so much you can rip apart metal with your bare hands? How does he get shredded that fast? I've been working out for like two or three years, and I don't have abs yet. That's fucked up. He does one-arm pull-ups. Iroh is literally flexing on us. Final porn flashbacks, two. Episode five, The Beach. How does Egg know where that cave goes when he decides to go for a swim? Oh well, it's not like it's dangerous for him like it is for normal people. I also want to know if the ear ladies, Lee and Lo, like if they plan out their synchronized speech or if it's like magic twin powers. I'm gonna guess magic twin powers, but it's funnier to believe they like plan it out. Like I want a scene of them practicing. And Azula really has nothing better to do than step on kids' sandcastles. Wow, man, it's a petty ass bitch. May and Zuko be goths on the beach. <laughs> and I lost my shit when Zuko took off his robe and a bunch of seagulls dramatically fly by him as his gross emo hair blows in the wind. My god. Flair family is most extra of all time. Azula could like go to the Olympics for volleyball, like get wrecked. And then Chan shows up. Fuck this guy. Chan the Chad. And Chan deserves a porn flashback. There's this whole passion works who features on a couple of the fun for the whole family episodes and her OTP is Chan Zula and she's a crazy homophobic bitch so fuck her and fuck her OTP. 
this fucking quote i'm so used to people worshiping us they should yes i know and i love it my god Zool, you're such a bitch my social skills are about on par with hers though except i'm like more self-aware and less full of it jesus christ woman calm down and also zuko needs to calm the fuck down too bitch be out here getting jealous of mate like looks at another man i was about to say that tylee is like the most normal of them but she just panics and knocks out five dudes when they ask her who her favorite is and then is all apologize for making her cry like she has a percentage of a heart there's something in there man she does not get out a lot does she this scene makes me want to ship taizula though my head says no but my heart says yes but my head really says no so no and then the scene with chan chan be like welcome to sandyland and if this were uh visual media i would insert a picture of anakin screaming here I'm sorry I keep making prequel jokes. I can't help it. It's just too memeable. Azula was doing so well flirting with fuckboy Chad, but she had to fuck it up by going world domination mode on his ass. One of them says out of control, which is the name of a fic I read, so I have to count that as a porn flashback too. Have fun by yourself, loser boy. Chan's friend's insult game is about on par with Sokka's. Like, loser lord, phoenix king of getting his butt fucked, I mean whooped. The family portrait in the abandoned vacation house porn flashback zuko's one sad little bitch he's such a dick in this episode like oh, you don't understand me what if father won't restore my honor considering what tylee says about herself and about her little backstory here like i don't want to spend my life as part of a match set don't understand why she joined the key if she's at the end of the show that makes no sense therapy session bonding time around the campfire though i appreciate that scene i feel a little closer to all these assholes now i was about to get all sad about her mommy issues like my own mother thought i was a monster and then she's like but she was right <laughs> i'm a crazy bitch and they just finish it off by wrecking fuckboy Chad's house. I love that. Violent Porn Flashbacks 3. Episode 6, the Avatar and the... F <laughs> the Avatar and the Fire Lord. Okay, just the title of this episode. As you can tell by me losing my shit over it right away. The episode title gives me a porn flashback because my favorite porno of all time is called the Avatar and the Fire Lord Energy Bending. We'll get back to that during the finale, I assure you. But just know that simply seeing the title of this episode makes me sticker to myself like a five-year-old who just heard the word butt. <laughs> Zuka and Azula just wearing matching outfits though. Fucking adorable, oh my god, right? <laughs> I like when they get along, honestly. It warms my heart. Of course, Azula's idea of heartwarming would be literally heartwarming, as in like setting your internal organs on fire. I'm out here with the bad jokes. I'm sorry, Guitar tried to tell jokes in Sokka's place just a couple episodes ago, really did a number on me. Again, can we just talk about how Roku just had a dragon? That's so badass. <laughs> so something in the flashback though, just pulling grass out and putting it on Roku's face as he lies there. That's the meaning of friendship right there. Just letting someone do that to you and doing that to someone just cause he can. It's a nice little touch. The pin for the royal hair piece though, that counts as a porn flashback. Oh man, episode 54 of the Barslow. That was some fucked up shit. Two words about that hairpin. Sokka's urethra. Roku hanging out with all the air monk kitties, like that feel when you're the oldest one at a place. Roku took 12 years to master the elements, but Aang has to do it in one year and he is 12. Like that's fucked up, man. But oh hey, it's beginning to look a lot like genocide. Sozin gets impaled on a giant phallic symbol for his treachery and left there to rot. But eventually he gets down because he got a genocide to monks, right? 
They had such a beautiful friendship. I may even say they seem a little bit gay, but it really had to go to shit, huh? This episode would be giving me feels. So also, I saw these posts about how people will be comparing Zuko and Kylo Ren because they're both angry little bitches, but Kylo Ren's actually more like Ozai. My favorite piece of evidence on that list is that both their grandfathers had an emotional confrontation with a former close friend inside a volcano just because it was so ridiculously specific. I want to see a porno where Roku fucks the volcano. Literally, why did that even pop into my head? I hate my brain. Slows and fucks the volcano. A couple of old ass, wrinkly, liver spotted dudes fuck a volcano. Sozum and Roku fuck on the volcano, then fuck the volcano itself. Sozum and Roku in a polyamorous relationship with a volcano. I am making up porn flashbacks at this point because there have been, in general, way less than I expected. Like, Sozin really went out there to save Roku's life. Did so. And then he was like, eh, you know what? Nah, if he dies, that's fine. And the dragon curled around Roku and they died together. That kind of gave me feels. <laughs> And by the way, who the fuck are Aang's parents? Like, does it ever say? Everyone else in the show, like, their parents are big deals. But nah, who the fuck even are Aang's parents? I'm confused what the timeline here, though, is. Sozin waited 12 more years to wipe out the Air Nomads after Roku died. That makes no sense to me. And then Iroh spoke, whoa. Where did he get Roku's crown, though? Why was that just in the wall of his prison cell? I don't know. That made no sense to me. So, Violent Porn Flashbacks 2. Episode 7, The Runaway. I love that this episode opens on a statue of Ozai, and there are a couple things I gotta say about that. One, people think it don't be like that, but it do. By which I mean they probably think that he isn't actually that shredded, but he is. Two, while his rippling muscles may not be a lie, that statue has a crotch bulge. The writers of the show think that Ozai's penis is the most important set of genitals in the show. It's not just me, okay? Don't blame me. Out of all the Avatar characters, Ozai's dick is the dick that gets the most attention. Canonically, I mean, we got the whole royal parts thing coming up in a few episodes so don't blame me but anyways he's standing in a certain position in that statue right and when he stands in that same position during the finale no crotch bulge Ozai canonically has a small penis so I don't want to see any of you fanfiction motherfuckers giving him an eight inch song no more follow my lead follow the show's lead take a hint he has a small dick wow we just spent a long time talking about Ozai's dick but that's just the wench gestalicus experience <laughs> Okay, now moving beyond like the opening shot. Tough be like, how can you do this to me? You betrayed me. I'm fed up with this world. <laughs> Man, Katara and a statue of Ozai in the same shot. That counts as a porn flashback. Sokka wants to get a messenger hawk, cause that way he wouldn't have to talk to anyone. Me. <laughs> how does the messenger hawk work? And how did carrier pigeons work? I'm wondering. And why is Katara so pissy about Toph making some extra dough? She thinks it's okay to steal from the thieves, like the pirates, but she doesn't think it's okay to scam scammers. What's up with that? I love the montage, but the one where Toph pretended to get hit by a car it was maybe a little much. <laughs> Oh, and, and Katara's trying to pull some beach campfire shit with Toph, psychoanalyzing her relationship with her parents. How do they keep forgetting she's blind and shoving wanted posters in her face? I blame dumb bitch disease. Katara, you need a search warrant to snoop through her shit. And Sokka has dumb bitch disease trying to send a messenger hawk to Katara and saying it's from Toph. My god. Katara is Sokka's mom. That counts as a foreign flashback because people be out there like, oh, what if she fucked Dakota because that's what her mom did. So count that. Katara trying to be a cool mom though, like, let's pull a scam together, sweetie. Gotta go fast, just start running in place while this bitch in jail. Just pee in a corner. Use your pee. Piss bend. 
Aang just fucking crash lands against Ozai's heavy metal pecs. I love that. Aang fucks the statue. My brain is an asshole for making me think that. My brain fucks the statue. I fuck the statue. I fuck Ozai. There we go. I'm liking the sound of that. I do have a question though. How does Combustion Man's third eye work? Is it a tattoo or is he just a mutant freak? If it's a tattoo, he's just combusting shit from it. Just for the aesthetic of it all? Like, how does it have any special power? I'm a bit confused by that. I don't know why he had to combust out of his tattoo or if he needed a tattoo to combust or whatever. Who knows? Final Porn Flash X 2. Episode 8, The Puppet Master. Oh, the bloodbending episode. Yeet. It took till like season 3 for the writing of the show to make me nut all over myself. This episode, the Roku Sozin episode, and the beach is some quality fucking content. Hama, though, does merit porn flashback. Well, I've never seen full blown porn of her. She took a really fucking weird role in the What Were You Thinking series, and you'll like die instantly if you think too hard about how that role compares to what she is in canon, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. She's like a serial killer, though. She's all cocky and full of herself. She's like, I'm a drop hints, but I think y'all are too stupid to figure out that I'm behind the disappearances. Sokka, you need a search warrant to snoop through her shit. But if I found out that someone had a bunch of creepy dolls, I might just get the hell out of there, though. Man, this shit would have been so wholesome with terrifying another southern waterbender, but nah, Hama had to turn out to be fucking crazy, huh? Hama be like, just got my nails done when she freezes that water on her fingers. The part where she bends the water out of all the fire lilies, so she's just standing in a patch of dead flowers, that just gives me like an imagery and foreshadowing boner. I love that they put in a horror episode of this show. Hama's metal as fuck, and bloodbending is metal as fuck. This might be my favorite episode besides the finale, which is weird because I don't actually have that much to say about it, but I really like it. It's like my brain has a mind of its own, the Wenshi Gestaltics experience, as you all know, with all the porn flashbacks that I invented. So, porn flashbacks, one, episode nine, Nightmares and Daydreams, aka the episode where my dreams almost came true because we just got so close to seeing Ozai's dick. Four days? It's like four days from now. No shit, Sako. Well, he has sleepy bitch disease, can't blame him. Aang's idea of training is just to repeatedly punch a tree and kick bushes, like he's not even bending anything. I love that Dream Ozai looks different from regular Ozai, even though Aang's seen pictures and statues of him, but they have the same voice, even though Aang's never heard him talk. Aang chained his pants on in the second dream. I love that. And I want to be Ozai just riding away on a hippo pegasus. Daddy is spicy. <laughs> Aang in this episode is like every high school and college student ever, though. Constant anxiety, constant stress, constant deadlines hurtling towards you like a fucking train. He should just try not thinking about it. That's what I do. Or instead of fighting Ozai, like in that one porno I read, he could just fuck him until he stops being evil. Like show that guy the power of love, am I right? Or at least Sock and Guitar like tried with their therapy. Tough was just like, I'm gonna punch you with Earth many times and I'm gonna vigorously dance while I do it. And then Aang has like a real nightmare, wow. Zuko with his ponytail blowing dramatically in the wind and he's like not wearing a shirt and it being an Aang's dream. Like all together that counts as a porn flashback. I thought we were done with the lost script that reminded me of the scene from it. His hallucination when he kisses Guitar, like what are we doing? what our hearts have been telling us to do for a long time. <laughs> Baby, you're my forever girl. That's just that's the cheesiest thing. He just has the noodle picture of those like taped to the tree though, all of that. And then he just starts hallucinating the fucking off a of Momo battle. Like, go the fuck to sleep, my dude. Alpha's standing there and just chilling on his hind legs. That looks a little weird to me. And Momo's like stupidly high pitched battle cry. That, that resonates. 
with my soul, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, in the other plot line, maybe in like, you know what'll make you feel better? Well, Zuko's angsting over not being invited to the war meeting. Like, that made me so sure she was gonna offer to fuck him, but no, she just wants to boss around some servants. I'm sure there's part of that scene, like, especially with the relative popularity of that ship. Okay, the last stream, it's time. I just wanna be dead right now. <laughs> Show us Ozai stick, you cowards! I kept rewinding it, but no, like, show us his penis. I want to see it. I want to measure it. I want it in my cursed hole, and I want it to ejaculate fire inside of me, killing me instantly. This scene's an honorary porn flashback, just on its own. It's the scene where they reference Ozai stick in canon and, like, get pretty fucking close to showing us it. That's an honorary porn flashback. And Aang's just lying there, smiling on his wool bed, because he got to see Ozai stick, and I didn't. I feel cheated. You see, in that porno I referenced earlier, this dream was clearly an omen telling him that the key to defeating the fire lord was taking his pants off violent porn flashbacks too episode 10 day of black sun part one the invasion it's good dad he's back pants are an illusion and so is death pants aren't an illusion if they prevent you from seeing ozai's dick so many of the characters they recruit for the invasion are from episodes i hadn't seen my first time through the show like haru the swamp people teo and his dad like so i was super confused but now i am not confused anymore Ming, Iroh's a nice prison guard. She gets a poor flashback. I haven't talked about the one she's in on the show, but I might in the future. This just in, if you work in a prison, the prisoners themselves, they can tell you when you take your breaks or leave for the day. I liked Aang with hair though. It grew on me and fuck you, that's not supposed to be a pun. He was cute with hair. He's just a baby. He shouldn't have to do all this. He's like 12. He should be in middle school, like learning what sex is. Hakoda's like so nice though. Like Hakoda and Saka, good, wholesome, loving, healthy, heartwarming versus Ozai and Zuko bad, painful, try to kill each other. The invasion itself, okay. The animation of the submarines, it's so funny looking. The Fire Nation isn't sexist, I don't know what you're talking about. They let plenty of women serve in their military. Zuko has dumb bitch disease, he just dumped his girlfriend via letter so he could go save the world. A letter, and then he just ran away. Whoever's shooting torpedoes at the invasion force when they land on the beach has terrible aim, they're not even close. My years of experience playing Pokemon are screaming out in collective horror at the logic behind some of the stuff that happens in this battle. And my regular logic screaming out a little too, I just gotta say. Violent porn flashbacks. 1. Episode 11, Day of Black Sun, Part 2 of the Eclipse. The exchange between Sokka and Toph. What would we do without you? Perish and burn in hot magma? Toph be like, THEN PERISH! <laughs> the entirety of the Fire Nation has dumb bitch disease for building their civilization on top of volcanoes. And Caldera City has the dumbest bitches of them all. Not just Zuko. Man, Azula played them all so hard, she just like brushes her shoulders off after getting out of that earthbending trap, just like fucking Luke Skywalker. She's still really acrobatic, even without her bending. Zuko does combative breakdancing. This bitch does gymnastics. Her line, since you can't see, I should tell you I'm rolling my eyes. I'll roll your whole head! And it was with this line that I truly knew that out of any of these characters, I'm tough. I just love creative insults. They make me happy. Okay, the scene where Zuko says, fuck you, dad. Look, this is a really good scene, but some people were really out there like, yeah, it's good, but you know what would make it better? 
if they had sex. Honestly, I'm not sure if Zuko's fruition by Yaoi Smutmaster takes place during this scene, but that's always how I read it. I've also seen an unnecessary censorship version of this scene, so that's an honorary porn flashback. Like, you will fuck me, or this defiant breath will be your last. Zuko ready to throw the fuck down, though, pulling his swords out and shit. I'm gonna speak my mind and you're gonna listen. <laughs> Ozai actually sits down. My god. The scene makes me wonder how much of his own bullshit Ozai believes. It was to teach you respect, he says, like he wasn't trying to get rid of his own kid. Like it was a regular punishment just to burn your kid's face off. But like, what's up with his face during this scene? Like the space between his eyebrows and I had to look this up, it's called the glabella. It looks like an ass. So what's up with that? He's still hot though. Zuko says, we need to replace this era with peace and kindness. And Ozai just laughs at him. I love that. <laughs> I love how Ozai's just like, you'd kill me now if you weren't such a little bitch. I have to agree with him there. Do it, Zuko. Stab him. I don't really don't understand why he does it. Wouldn't be hard to do. He has no weapons. Just do it, Zuko. Stop making excuses. Why is everyone in this show such a pussy about killing Ozai? I'd do it. I'd hate fuck him to death. Oh, it's the Avatar's destiny to defeat you. Oh, what if father doesn't restore my honor? I also love that Ozai monologues not so that it gives the hero more time to get away like most villains do, but so that the hero stays around for long enough for him to actually get the opportunity to kill him. The only villainous expectation he subverts. God, he's the worst. Call me shallow, but I'm almost rooting for him over Zuko just because I like his hair more. I'm terrible, I know. So with the end of that scene, there's just a fleet of hot air balloons coming after the invasion force. Nothing more menacing. Sokka and Katara saying goodbye to their dad versus Zuko saying goodbye to his dad, though. I'm sorry, it's so funny to me and fucked up. So, goodbye, good dad. I'll see you in a couple episodes. Bye, evil dad. I'll see you in your shirtless glory in the finale. Violent porn flashbacks too. Episode 12, Western Air Temple. Zuko's bitchery will never not be funny. The only view I'm interested in seeing is the Avatar in chains. I feel like that should be a porn flashback. I'm sure there is porn of that. Zuko really be like, Avatar, gotta catch that boy. I know it's my destiny. I didn't remember all the fucking destiny shit. I don't know. I didn't realize there was so much of that until I rewatched this. This kid with a big old bandage over his eye though, that's so sad. He really didn't get the point that his dad just wanted to get rid of him. I was a fucking saint for putting up with all his bitching. I love how the gang be like, there's gotta be someone who can teach Aang firebending and Zuko be like, did somebody call? Hello Zuko here. This is every social interaction I have, just painful and awkward. I always find the wrong thing to say. Guess I'm not that good at impersonations. No, those were spot on. Bless your heart, Zuko. Aang just gliding away from his responsibilities. That's the winchiest thought of his experience, but I have like a less cool method of transportation. Like I just walk on my legs like a plebeian. Oh my god, Zuko trying to join them went horrible. He's so painful to watch sometimes. And then he just comes back to his campsite and monologues into the air about how bad he fucked up. Between this podcast and how much I talk to myself when the record button isn't on, I have no right to make fun of him for that. But man, a bitch can't resist the urge to mock Zuko sometimes really can't. Toph once again being the embodiment of me. I'm just saying considering his messed up family and how he was raised he could have turned out a lot worse. Basically what she's saying is that the bar is low. And then Zuko burns Toph's feet. I swear to god all he does is fuck up. He's the dumbest bitch alive. And then he literally swings in on a vine or like a rope but whatever to save them just as Combustion Man was about to kill them. Oh my god he just goes full Indiana Jones on the asses. It really took an assassination attempt for them to be like okay Zuko you are Alright. Zutara shippers be like, oh, Katara threatened to kill Zuko if he heard Aang. Like, she straight up promised to end his life. Like, 
Why would you ship that? Fun porn flashback zero. Episode 13, The Fire Ending Masters. Komodo Rhino gave me a flashback. There was no porn of Komodo Rhinos. It was just a comparison, like, wrote him like a Komodo Rhino. Zuko's such an angry little shit. He'd just be like, it's a mental breakdown. And then Aang calls him Sifu Hotman all that. Katara just laughs at his sorry ass because he can't fire men anymore. In the same way I will laugh at Ozai when he can't fire men anymore. You see, Aang could always take away people's firebending. He just didn't know it yet. With the power of love, anything is possible. The suggestion that maybe his firebending comes from rage and he just doesn't have the anger that he used to. No, he is filled with anger constantly. And then they actually go to the Sun Warrior Island. Man, the line. You know, Zuko, I don't care what everyone else says about you. You're pretty smart. And then Zuko just looks into the camera, basically, like the awkward little turd he is. And then Zuko promptly proves himself to be the dumbest bitch alive. How many times I have to say it? He just touches the fucking egg right after Aang called him smart. He's still being Indiana Jones, but like a really fucking stupid version of him. Just imagine being stuck there in the glue for hours with Aang and Zuko. Just that would be living hell. Sun Warriors find them. I don't know what makes me nuts so hard about the phrase eternal fire, but it sounds metal as fuck. The same weirdo who wrote the lost script also wrote a porno where the dragons want Aang and Zuko to fuck instead of dance. Those old masters be pervin. How do they remember all dance moves though? That's my question. Those dragons be shooting out some gay ass rainbow fire though. Maybe that's where Katang fanficker got the idea for them to fuck on top of that bridge. Violent porn flashbacks too. Episode 14, Boiling Rock Part 1. Oh, Boiling Rock. We don't even need to begin for me to count that as a porn flashback. The name alone reminds me of a porno I read called Boiling Cock, which is exactly what it sounds like. Sokka and Zuko get caught, and the Fire Nation makes Zuko stick his dick in boiling water and then fuck Sokka with his flaming dong. I'm just kidding, I made all of that up, but like, someone get on it and I want to see a porno called Boiling Cock. Zuko made everyone tea. He gets good boy points. <laughs> the line, fine, you caught me, are you happy now? I'm never happy. Me. Sokka playing that I need to regain my honor card for Zuko's approval. Oh my god. Sokka don't even give a fuck. He's just like, maximum security prison. Time to bust a bitch out. The fucking, my first girlfriend turned into the moon. That's rough buddy line. Why is that the line everyone knows? I like, I'm never happy more, to be honest. The Fire Nation really is not good at keeping track of their employees. No one's like, hey, wait a second. I never hired these guys. Zuko has dumb bitch disease. How did he get himself arrested as a guard? The interaction between him and the warden, why don't you just tell my father and collect the reward? Oh, in due time, I'd intend to collect. I thought the warden was going somewhere with that, but they just stop right there. Sokka continues to be both the idea guy and the dumbest bitch alive, blabbing his plans in public all loud like that. Oh my god. And then when Zuko fights uh, Chit Sang, one of the prisoners, if y'all don't remember, he just did another breakdancing move. All these hoes having an emotional moment like, I'm staying to help you find your dad while they're battle launch the cooler into the water but my ass bitch I'm out of there I'm pulling a chit saying and I want to know how they were planning on climbing up the side of that cliff surrounding the prison though that didn't seem particularly thought out to me so battle porn flashbacks zero episode 15 Boiling Rock Part 2. Okay, so Hakoda's there at Boiling Rock, but what about literally every ad other adult who helps out with the invasion? The other Water Tribe dudes, the Swamp guys, the Earth Kingdom guys? The boulder is rotting in a Fire Nation jail somewhere, and no one cares but me. I think this opening scene was when I first learned that Hakoda had a name, like the first time through the show. Sokka comes down into his cell wearing a disguise, and Hakoda's like ready to throw the fuck down. <laughs> Those guards were really just holding shit saying upside down. And that sounds like torture for them too. Chichang just played that asshole guard from the beginning so hard. 
I don't know what Azula thinks people person means, but she is not one. The prison riot, though, she's saying, is just like, let's start a riot. And everyone's like, okay, let's just do that then. I want to be there in that riot. Like, minus all the fire, but I'd love to throw it down and like, it'd be fun. Suki's just running on their heads. Why is everyone in the show so overpowered? They also, they let Shitsing out of prison and they don't even know what he's in for. He could be a serial killer. They don't just send someone to maximum security prison for stealing some bread. And how the fuck did Zuko make the jump to the gondola? Their planet has low gravity or some shit. And then Tylee just Naruto runs across the fucking line. Azula though, she just has a fire jet pack. Damn, I want one. Man Azula ready to throw down and Tylee's just standing there like, oh shit, uh, yikes, I don't know what to do. It's really weird seeing Azula incapacitated like that after Tylee just goes after her. Azula, sweetie, I'm so sorry that this led directly to your mental breakdown in the finale. The ending, though. The line. Sounds like a crazy fishing trip. Did you at least get some good meat? The meat of friendship and fatherhood. Literally, the real meat were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> the meat of fatherhood, though. I don't like that. I almost counted that as a poor flashback, but no. Zuko gets more good boy points because he wasn't all bitter about Sokka having a good relationship with his dad. Sokka busts his dad out of jail. Zuko puts his dad in jail. Everyone's dads be going to jail in this show. Just everyone be going to jail in this show, period. Violent porn flashback zero. Episode 16, the Southern Raiders. First of all, Southern Raiders sounds like either the name of a sports team to me, or it sounds like a euphemism for gay. Like, is he, you know, uh, um, uh, a Southern Raider? A butt burglar? And he just puts up some metal walls built into the temple while the bombs are falling on them? I didn't know those were there. They could have done that while Combustion Man was after them, right? Kanara be like, fuck you for saving my life. Why didn't you just let me die? Same. And then Azula just like rises up from the cliff. Like, I'm about to celebrate becoming an only child. I love that Katara and Azula just be threatening to end Zuko's life left and right. Like, I'm sorry, Zuko, but it's funny. Zuko keeps making these insane jumps onto these airships. Maybe he should join the circus too. Honestly, it probably would have been merciful if Azula died here before I have to see her interact with Ozai and lose her mind. But she saves herself with a hairpin and I'm gonna have to count that as a poor flashback because of some naughty things that Ozai does to Sokka's urethra in episode 54 of the Barslow with a hairpin. I still don't know why Katara is being such a dick to Zuko. Like, he infiltrated a maximum security prison to bust your dad out of there. Also, this is like the second to last time we see Hakoda in the show. So sad. I thought it was the last, but it's actually the second to last. He shows up in the resolution of the finale. There probably is porn out there where Zuko goes into that tent and he and Sokka fuck instead of waiting for Suki. Or maybe it turns into a threesome. Who knows? Either way, I'm going to have to count that. As a poor flashback because of episode 54 also because he keeps flashing back to the much more pleasant time he spent with Suki inside the tent while he's being brutally raped and tortured and all that shit. Aang, shut your little pacifist bald pussy ass, Mr. I won't kill an evil dictator because he's still human and let Katara go on her killing spree. This episode making me like Katara. She ain't no uptight goody goody here. This is some proper badassery. On that ship, though, when they get there, Zuko's the best hype man. Like, you don't remember her? You will. You better remember her. Like, your life depends on it. My ex is the one who said that about Zuko being a hype man. Gotta give credit where credit's due, I guess. Katara just bloodbended that dude. Like, fuck yes. Give me more enraged, Katara. This is good shit. Yanrod? Man, he's a fucking loser. He should just kill his mom, too. Why not? He retired to move back in with his parents. This part, she lied to you, she was protecting the last waterbender. Me! And she just fucking freezes the rain in place. Like, suddenly, I'm a guitar stan. Sometimes keeping them alive is a fate worse than death, and I feel like his life is so pathetic that it's fine if she doesn't kill him. 
And that's why I'm not calling her a little pussy like I am with Aang. Zutara stands be all over this last scene though, where she's like, nah, fuck your forgiveness, Aang. I'm gonna hug Zuko now. I feel like I've seen so many Zutara shippers with that hug as their profile picture or something. The very last part, violence wasn't the answer. It never is. Then I have a question for you. I wanted Zuko to ask Aang, like, what is the word defined as behavior involving physical force intended to hurt, damage, or kill something or someone? So the answer would be violence, but he just asked, what are you gonna do when you face my father? and Aang just went on a face journey like oh I can't kill an evil tyrant I mean I guess it'd be kind of awkward if you killed your friend's dad even if he deserved it violent porn flashbacks too episode 17 every island players oh shit that's porn flashback like right away because Katar and Toph get us some shit in the Ember Island vacation house in one fic I read doesn't it seem kind of weird that we're hiding from the fire lord in his own house Katara don't you dare even talk about Ozai especially not in the beach house fuck it that's a porn flashback too Ember Island leader kind is a porn flashback because some some fic about Azula and Oza I want to do for fun for the whole family episode. They keep going to the theater. Wow, that's just three, like, boom, boom, boom. Three porn flashbacks. Okay, so the play. I'm just reliving the show and it's all porn flashbacks. Boy in the Iceberg, porn flashbacks. Spread some giant fun if you know what I mean. Why is the Blue Spirit's mask so big? I don't know. I love that Zhao isn't even a character in the play because fuck him. Oh, Sokka's reaction to the scene with UA though. It's so sad. Like, baby, no. He just starts crying. He's like, I'm trying to watch the play. Toph loves her portrayal and it is glorious. The actor's scream is metal as fuck to be quite honest. I've been playing around with the idea of making a metal cover of the Secret Tunnel song and if I do, I'm sure as hell gonna sample that scream. Play Azul will be like, what's that? I think it's your honor. And then Zuko will be like, where? Oh man, they play in the Zutara shippers so hard with their remake of the Crystal Cavern scene. Choose treachery, it's more fun. That's my new motto for when I commit treason against America. That's what I'm gonna say in court when they ask me why I did it. It's more fun. So I'm having porn flashbacks, but Zuko's having dumb bitch mistake flashbacks. Aang be like, what if we kissed at the day of Black Sun Invasion? Aang, you really should ask people before you kiss them. She just said she was confused. Ozai's actor is the gayest man alive. I mean, look at that eyeshadow. He, he just disappears in a puff of smoke. A straight person could never. <laughs> the part, the part where Zuko's actor just screams honor and disappears into the floor. That's pretty great. You know what? Even though Ozai's actor is like super gay, I'm gonna have to count him and Azula's actor congratulating each other on their victory as a porn flashback. Cause fuck you. Everyone stands up to cheer for the glorious leader. This play is really weird though cause it spends a long time building up these characters that you're supposed to become attached to and then it's like nope, nationalism. You'd better applaud when Aang dies. Aang's actor death is the one she could thought of cause experience. They're just kind of screaming while wrapped in a giant blanket. I mean that's kind of how I'm recording this podcast. I'm just lying in bed under some blankets screaming. Violent porn flashbacks six. Man, that's the most we've had so far and it's the most we will have. Episode 18, Sozin's Comet, part one, The Phoenix King. I've been waiting for this. Zuko be like, no, let me hear you roar like a tiger dildo and egg be like, roar, XD. How the fuck did Toph just sand ban an entire model city in one motion? Then Zuko getting back at it, attacking Aang. Why the fuck did he not tell them about the Fire Nation's plan for Sozin's Comet like right away? 
Oh my god, though. Jose's villainous supreme ruler of everything monologue is- It's sexy, I gotta say. Nothing gets me going like declaring yourself emperor of the world. Zuko, just tell them the plan. No one cares about your journey of self-discovery and your daddy issues. It's not important right now. Oh, this is such a raw line, though. If you don't defeat the Fire Lord before the comet, there won't be a world to save anymore. Man, mm, that's just a sexy line. Aang is just a baby, though. This is so much pressure on him. I don't mean killing a man. I just mean being expected to save the world. The Melon Lord. It even has a little goatee. I love it. Ozai's baby picture though. You know what's a really bad combination? Katara, Ozai, and a I hate it. Thanks. And Aang's just still being a pussy about killing the worst man ever. Even his own son wants him dead. Zuko or someone is just like, maybe we can show him his little baby pictures and all those happy memories will make him good again. And Aang's just like all full of hope. Like, do you really think that would work? Aang has dumb bitch disease. He's been hanging out with Zuko too much. And then Aang be like, that island just appeared out of nowhere and it's calling to me. And then Toph wants to go on a life-changing field trip with Zuko, but he snubs her. Where was that episode? I would have liked to see them do something cool together. Maybe instead of Boiling Rock being a two-parter. He's just like, no one cares about your issues with your parents, Toph. Yeah, well, no one cares about your parental issues, Zuko. We out here to kill your dad. Oh my god. The Appa ate Momo scene. Sokka just straight up climbed into Appa's mouth, huh? That's dedication. Okay, the Phoenix King scene. This motherfucker is out of his mind. Uh, be right back. I need to change my pants. I'm just gonna pause this recording. Okay, I'm back. Ozai isn't wearing a hairpin. You know what that means. It means Sokka's urethra is bleeding. That porno didn't lie to me. And I think this is the only scene where Azula and Ozai like actually interact on screen. You know what that means too. It means a porn flashback. I hate, I hate that there's so much porn of them together and they have a fucking ship name. Kill me. And Azula is like, but it was my idea to burn everything to the ground. Yeah, something tells me it wasn't too hard to think of that one. This line is her equivalent of, oh, what if father won't restore my honor? Is it even possible to be more extra than Ozai? He didn't even tell Azula that he was giving himself an evil promotion. He just wanted a big dramatic reveal. And how about like crowning yourself king of the world after you've taken it over, not before, dumbass. He really just coordinated this whole thing, designing these banners and a spiffy new outfit for himself. Probably put more effort into this than actually worrying about conquering the world with Susan's comment. Give me the scene where Ozai like, designs all this shit. Look, I'm just gonna give him special dumb bitch points for his insane delusions of grandeur. Why are you like this, Ozai? Meanwhile, June, my queen, she just beats up this dude. She doesn't even need to stand up. She just throws her drink in the air to beat some other dude up. And and then she catches it after she's done beating that dude up. I, I'm, I'm gay for her. I really wish she'd made more appearances than being in like three episodes. Found porn flashbacks to episode 19, so it was Comet part two, the old masters. Zuko really saved Iroh's sandal for two and a half seasons. Ah, the White Lotus. Unlike all the other cults, they actually predicted the end times. I didn't remember that Paku married the grandma. All right, and I know I didn't imagine the statue of Ozai in Umashu just sliding down the mountainside. I thought that happened in season two though, not in Boomy's flashback during this episode. Also, they like didn't let him out of that steel coffin for months. Man's got a shit. Oh, the Iroh and Zuko reunion scene. This bitch is ready to weep. So that's a beautiful and touching scene and all, but Iroh be like, no, I'm not gonna fight my brother. That's the wrong way to do it. But then a minute later, he's saying that Zuko should fight Azula. Don't get it. 
why is every single person in this show such a pussy about killing Ozai? Like, I'll do it. I volunteer. I also saw, like, an unnecessary censorship of the scene where they basically replaced every fight with an implied fuck. And some commenter was like, right now, I'm imagining these kids gangbanging Ozai. Like, is someone gonna write that porno? I know I'm not, but let's chop chop people. Let's make it happen. Why does Zuko immediately go like, hey, Katara, you specifically, will you help me defeat Azula? Like, why hurry? Even though that scene, shippers get all over, I'm glad she went with him because look, if it prevents Ozai and Katara from ever meeting, then I'm all for it. Meanwhile, I'm, I love how all the past avatars are like, do it, Aang, kill him, kill the Fire Lord. And I'm like, do it, Aang, kill the Fire Lord. And Aang's like, but what if I don't want to? The water avatar is literally a chill surfer dude. And why can the lion turtle talk? What's up with that? Oh, the ending of this episode has my pee-pee hard. It's time for the world to end and for a new world to be born from the ashes. Whisper your world domination plans into my ears. You stick it in my pussy from behind, Ozai. That's what I want. Violent form flashbacks. Zero. Episode 20, Sozin's Comet Part 3, Into the Inferno. The red skies during these last two episodes is kind of an aesthetic. Oh, here's where Azula loses her mind. Like, paranoid schizophrenia, yeah. The twins just turned on each other so fast. Azula was like, which one of you just said that treasonous remark? They just point at each other. <laughs> oh, Azula's mommy issues flashback. The white lotus, though. Those old dudes got some moves, huh? Jong Jong just fucking levitates, puts up some literal firewalls. Toftus yeeted them onto that airship. Ozai's really out there burning shit from a plank sticking out from the lead airship because he's the most extra motherfucker of all time. That looks very precarious, but he can like also kind of fly. He just had to do it for his, the aesthetic. I'm sorry, but his smirk is sexy. And I want to wipe it right off his face when I slam my ween into his mouth and he chokes on it. And then like tough, my dude, steel is weak to fire. Like haven't you ever played Pokemon? Sokka's happy birthday plan plays out like a scene from Metalocalypse. It's just that absurd. Except if, it, if this were Metalocalypse, everyone who fell out of that ship would die horrible graphic deaths. How the fuck does Sokka know how to fly an airship and like do any maneuvers at all and Toph be like mama mia that's a lot of fire <laughs> oh now it's time the moment my thirsty ho ass has been waiting for it just sends out a giant wave of fire like i'm already seduced please do that to my pussy i'd let him kill me he just tore off the outfit he got coordinated in like a half hour ago and burned it how extra can you be i've waited 59 and a half episodes for this I've waited 59 and a half episodes for him to dramatically tear his clothes off. Ugh, I also think I failed to mention that what really does it for me with him is his gorgeous long hair. That's like the only thing I look for in a man. You think he'd put up his hair so it wouldn't get all over his face during such an important battle, but trust me, I'm glad he didn't. I love that his first line to Aang is, After generations of fire lords failed to find you, now the universe delivers to you to me as an act of providence. What an extra line. Aang is 12. He doesn't even know what providence means. And then Ozai be like, UNLIMITED POWER! You may have all the power in the world, but you still have a small dick. And they both can fly. Ozai be bringing out the lightning. Like, is there anything sexier than power? Oh my god. Aang, you could have ended this man's whole career, but you didn't redirect the lightning at him, you pussy! Ugh. Mm, Ozai's line, too. He has the most raw fucking lines. You're weak just for, like, the rest of your people. They did not deserve to exist in this world. In my world, prepare to join them, prepare to die. Just pound my pussy already, my god! This sounds like some grade A metal lyrics, and it really looks like a metal, too. He's got the hair. Seriously, this man has, like, the highest proportion of just 
Mmm, just raw live. And then it's time for the Azula and Zuko Agni Kai. Everyone prefers this to the Aang and Ozai battle, but that's not my opinion. And yes, it's because Ozai takes his shirt off, lets his hair blow majestically in the wind, and he suddenly gets really sexy in the last episode and a half of the show. Oh man, Azula be staggering around like me after two shots of vodka. His music during this part gets me. It's not really what you'd expect because it's all sad sounding and you'd think it would be intense, but it kind of works. Zuko just did another breakdancing move. I swear to God. No lightning today. You afraid I'll redirect it? Zuko, you're so stupid. You're the dumbest bitch alive. This is when dumb bitch disease becomes terminal. Then Azula will be like, I'll show you lightning. ka Zuko, you're so stupid. No, don't prompt her to do lightning. Look, I don't know why he sacrificed himself for Katara like that, but the only way I might ever end up shipping Zutara is if I get hit by lightning. So, like, I don't know. We'll see. Violent form flashbacks. Zero. Episode 21, Sozin's Comet Part 4, Avatar Aang. We're basically free falling with Sokka and Toph. Oh, the space sword fell! So sad. Meanwhile, in Bossing Say, Boomy has like killer aim and some dope moves just stacking those tanks up in a neat little pile. Iroh's badass moment is burning a Fire Nation flag, which is how I feel about America. Choose treachery, it's more fun. The Fire Nation didn't even bother redecorating. They went through the trouble of making all that cool phoenix shit, but they just draped their flags over the Earth Palace and just were like, yeah, that's enough. We've done enough here. Just leave it as it is. Meanwhile, Katara, Zula, and Zuko. You know what? I'm gonna count that as a porn flashback. I've seen multiple threesomes between those characters, one of which compared Katara's pussy to the gates of hell, which was beautiful. Katara, have you ever played Pokemon? Water is weak to electric. <laughs> Azula says, there you are, you filthy peasant. I love hearing a good peasant now and then. Oh, shit. Katara just finessed her so hard. Chaining her to a sewer like that. Azula just losing her mind over there, having a mental breakdown like me at any minor inconvenience. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, this is a big scene where my pee-pee hard. I'm gonna be making the most gross sexual comments during this part, so be ready. Rock resists fire. Haven't you ever played Pokemon Ozai? Oh my god, Ozai just walks up and Aang grabs his stupid goat beard. It's fucking iconic. Uh, I can't decide which is sexier. Ozai kicking ass or Ozai getting his ass kicked. I wanted to snivel like a little bitch like he does here when I raw him. Personally, I prefer to be in control in the bedroom, but... For Ozai, I would be a switch, cause man, I can't decide which is sexier. He's just a big, wet, scared for his life ragdoll. Oh, that's how I want him stuck in some earth trap so he can't move, and then I just grind against his dick. Maybe this is getting too graphic, or maybe it's getting too personal. Oh, fuck it. Y'all are getting treated to the gross shit that goes on up here in my mind. So I would And then I would And then and finally, I it is And that is the ideal Wenchikistholicus experience. And Aang does his fucking Avatar state voice. It's terrifying. I don't know how Ozai doesn't straight up piss himself. And I bet you're all like, oh, you liked that, wouldn't you, Wenchikistholicus? I don't have a piss fetish, so no. Not really. Not particularly. Kill him, Aang, and his miserable bitch-ass life. Of course you didn't, little bitch. I like the fear in his eyes, though. I want to see that fear when I bring out a giant dildo to penetrate his virginal asshole. Oh, he looks hot on his hands and knees like that. I just want to- Ugh. 
and then Aang be like, no, I'm not going to end it like this. End it like this, Aang. Even with the, all the power in the world, you're still weak. This motherfucker has so many raw lines. And here's where my favorite porno of all time takes place. We're really out here saving the best for last. Instead of taking away his bending, Aang just fucks those eye on top of that rock spire to show him the power of love and unity so he stops being evil. And I love it with my whole heart. It's pure gold. And I kind of wish that's how this show actually ended, like with some spicy action of Ozai getting down. But I guess that's what fan fiction's for. Oh, that would have been hilarious, though. I want to know what would have happened if Ozai's energy had overtaken Aang, though. Like, would Aang's bending be gone? Would he not be the Avatar anymore? Would he have died? I took away your firebending. You can't use it to hurt or threaten anyone else ever again. He has other means of hurting and threatening other people. You know, like sexual assault. That counts as a porn flashback. Ozai just flops around trying to firebend, but nothing happens. This is the one she thought of experience. Suki, so did you finish the job, Ozai, in a very evil and ominous voice? I'm still alive. Suki pulls away like, yo, what the fuck, Sokka? Whoa, loser lord. Ozai with ominous music playing in the background because he can just summon that shit because he's so extra. I am the Phoenix King, faints with his ass in the air. Just a shot of his fucking face as the kids are standing around mocking him. It's the biggest mood. It really is. It's the face of exhaustion, despair, depression, defeat, anguish, and the wench Kistoticus experience. It is one of my three core emotions. It is almost as much Wench Kistotic's experience as your future is full of struggle and anguish, most of it self-inflicted. Okay, the ending. It's Okoda. I didn't remember him coming back. Because what this episode really needed was more Dilfs. The Kiyoshi Warriors. Didn't Tylee, like, not want to be part of a match set? Still don't get why she joined them. The girls and I really bonded in prison. Sounds suggestive as hell. I'm gonna have to look for porn of that in the next Rare Pairs episode. <laughs> Zuko needs to restore the honor of a whole country now. How can everyone hear him with no microphone? And he's 16. How can he lead a country? Can't Iro help him out some more instead of running off to his tea shop? Like, I get that you want to enjoy your, your retirement, but the world needs you too. And then Ola actually kind of talks like that when Zuko visits him in prison. Like... I should count myself lucky the Fire Lord has graced me with his presence. There's a fic from Fun for the Whole Family round two where Zuko visits Ozai in prison and man, Ozai just be creeping. He be creeping. He must be so bitter though. How is he still hot? Like just lying cloaked in his blanket, not having washed for days, just wallowing in misery. Like you may not be able to bend fire anymore, but what you can bend is me over a desk any day of the week. Also, can we talk about how shitty Fire Nation prisons are? Like everyone who's gone to prison in the show has escaped. Like my boy gonna cause some trouble, but he does look pretty dead inside. So maybe not. And Sokka tries to paint everyone. They finally all remember that Toph is blind. Congratulations. Gross kitty smooch. And the end. Violent porn flashbacks for in conclusion, kind of sad that's over. That's a good finale. Season three is solid. Like, if only Ozai could have taken his shirt off a little sooner. Oh, you thought just because this was over, I was going to stop thirsting? I've been thirsting for two years. I'm not about to stop anytime soon. Kind of regret we were watching this show. Not because of the porn flashbacks, but because my thirst for Ozai has redoubled. And I was, like, already really thirsty to begin with. But this is why I read shitty fan fiction. First of all, because I need more Fire Daddy and he barely has any freaking screen time. And because this show leaves you wanting more and being a sad little bitch because that's it. I guess... Some brief thoughts on the characters. Like, I am tall. Just, like, let her say fuck, too. Sokka and Yutara don't really do it for me. Except the Southern Raiders episode was beautiful. Aang is a sweet boy. He deserves none of the horrible responsibility heaped upon him by the world. I don't really have much of a strong opinion on Suki. I don't like Azula as much as I remembered, but I like Zuko more than I remembered. He's such a dumb bitch. He needs to be protected. Iroh, he's a fucking saint, but he's still imperfect in a lot of ways. Wish we could have seen more of Ozai. And I'm not saying that as a thirsty hoe. I'm saying that he's main villain. It would have made more sense if he had more screen
screen time, more background, and information on his motivations, so on. Porn flashbacks, season 3, 34, average 1.6. Cumulative porn flashbacks, 98. Oh my god, just barely under 100. Average per episode, 1.6. Most porn flashbacks in an episode, 6. Ember Island players, least porn flashbacks in an episode, 0. There were 14 out of the 61 episodes with no porn flashbacks. That's almost a quarter of the show. I'm so proud of myself. And now I have to give someone the dumbest bitch alive award. The guy from Azula's ship who yelled we're taking the prisoners home in season 2, episode 1, gets an honorary mention. But it's really, it's going to be between Sokka and Zuko. So here are the dumb bitches ranked by how many times I call them dumb bitches. Zhao, Iroh, Mei, Tylee, Ozai, Appa, and the entire Fire Nation won. Katara, 2, Aang, 3, Sokka, 10, Zuko, 11. Sokka and Zuko were pretty neck and neck the whole time, but it just wouldn't be right if Zuko wasn't the one to take home the dumbest bitch alive award. Sokka's like simultaneously smart and stupid, but Zuko just makes so many bad decisions that it just, it had to be him. Well, that's that. I'm gonna give Legend of Korra a go, so I can finally start writing episodes on that. Sometimes I record these episodes pretty far in advance, so that means episode 66. I have a lot of time for that, so it's gonna be a Korra edition. So, the bar's low is on Instagram. You can find us at the bar's low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us, you know what's coming up next. If you have a fix to suggest, feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. I'm not gonna big you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. And as always, I'm your pal, Wanchikistoticus. This is the bar's low. Thank you for joining me, and that's all for today. I wanna be the fire lord like my father before me. Genocide is my real test, that's approval is my cause. I will travel across the land, searching far and wide. The avatar won't live to understand the power that's inside. Avatar, gotta catch that boy. It's you and me, uncle. I know it's my destiny. Avatar, oh, you're my worst enemy in a world I must conquer. Avatar, gotta catch that boy. A fire so violent, my anger will pull us through. You evade me and I hunt you, Avatar, gonna catch that boy, gonna catch that boy. Every challenge along the way with determination I will face. I will suffer every day to eradicate your race. Come with me, uncle, the time is right. The Avatar has been seen. For my father to love me has always been my dream. Avatar, gotta catch that boy. It's you and me, uncle. I know it's my destiny. Avatar, oh, you're my worst enemy. In a world I must destroy. Avatar, gotta catch that boy. A fire so violent. My anger will pull us through. You will feed me and I hunt you. Avatar, gotta catch that boy. Gotta catch that boy. Avatar.